and her little eyes are just saucer. She is so terrified. And like, what is happening? Mom? Yes. And she's like (laughs) clenching her little sister's hand. Her little brother is in the stroller. And I knew that I had done this, right? Like this was one of those things where it was like, okay, clearly the lifestyle that I was living was not serving us. And, and to have even those four hours where I had felt like a good mom get destroyed, it was like, everything has to change. Just devastating. Yes. Like I was, I was, I was devastated. I was so angry with myself, like that I had let it get so bad and so far. And the problem is, is, and I think a lot of moms can relate to this. It was all good intentions, right? Yeah. It's not like you were trying trying to do that. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be everything for everyone. I am trying to make sure that everything is taken care of, but obviously I completely gave up self-care in the form of like my health. Right. Yeah. So before I even got discharged from the hospital, I already, I'm, I'm a very all, all in person. I already (laughs) am like building a new plan. Right. And basically I came up with, okay, I will fix this. I will figure out how to cut my hours, how to do less, but better, or I will walk away. And I love my business. Like I love entrepreneurship. I, I, it is in my DNA. So the idea of walking away was heartbreaking, but this is not happening. I'm going to make it happen. I wanted to so bad, but I was willing to, to quit because nothing matters more than our families. Nothing. There was no way I would ever be okay with looking back and saying, well, I sure made a lot of money, but (laughs) I have no relationship with my children. My marriage fell apart and I have no health left, right? Like no possible way any of us would, would take that if, if we were given the choice. And I basically saw this choice in front of me, like you keep on this path and you're going to lose everything or you fix it. And so I started studying time management, productivity, and systems. And funny enough, my obsession with systems came from McDonald's. (laughs) What? (laughs) It did. Okay. I'm intrigued. Mom life. It's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there'll be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to high five motherhood. I would love to meet you. I have heard your podcast and you have so many fun things that you're always talking about. And I just get so excited about everything. Cause we're like the same brain. <laughs> I love it. Yay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about your story. I've kind of read it for myself, but for my um, listeners, I'd love to just kind of know a little bit more about you. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm Leah Remelay. And I am a systems strategist. I am obsessed with how to do less, but better. Basically anyone who is an entrepreneur and a mom or a woman and has a career, we understand that like, there's just no way to fit it all in. Right. If we don't get super strategic. And so, you know, I did it all wrong at first. I completely burned out 
and knew I had to find a better way and got obsessed with like automations and workflows and systems and um, time blocking and time management and productivity and all these things and started cutting my hours. And then as my hours started cutting and I'm not losing profitability, I'm not, you know, hurting the experience for my clients. I'm like, okay, this feels so much better. And then I wanted right? to show <laughs> others how to do it. So, yeah. So my question is, how did you find that systems were the things that were going to help you get through all of it? How did you figure all that out? Um, trial and error. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> a whole lot of it, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I, I think everybody sets the goal of like to make money, right? That was right. the goal. The goal was like, I hope I can get some <laughs> clients and then I could make some money. And oh my gosh, that would be amazing. And we often don't think through, okay, when these clients all start coming in, how am I going to manage it? Well, how am I going to yes. make sure that there's enough time for all the things that matter that I'm not dropping the ball, that I, you know, clients aren't getting frustrated because I'm behind and I'm not meeting deadlines or my family's frustrated because I'm not available. I'm always looking at my phone and, and all these different things. So I didn't think about any of that. Okay. None of it crossed my mind. I just <laughs> wanted to make some money and have some clients and it happened. They came and that's the most exciting thing. That is the goal. And as I got busier and busier, my life got more and more out of balance and <laughs> things honestly felt worse and worse and worse until I found myself on a stretcher being loaded into an ambulance. What and so, yeah, yeah. It not gets to good. that point sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, please others don't get to that point, but let's avoid that if we can. Yeah, that, that should be avoided. But ultimately I was our sole provider. My husband was in graduate school. We had three tiny ones. They weren't even in elementary school yet, right? So oh I am trying to work full-time, be a stay-at-home mom full-time, take care of everything in our home full-time. I'm trying to do it all. And what I came up with to be able to manage all of that was to stop sleeping. That's literally the strategy that <laughs> you get I get more hours in the day that way, right? <laughs> exactly. And so I would put the kids down to bed at about 8 p.m. or earlier if I could get away with it. And then I would work. And it wasn't intentional at first, right? I just was like, I've got to get caught up. And I would work and you know, I'd oh, I'm gonna work till midnight or something, but it just kept stretching. And the thing was, it was like nobody interrupts you. Your emails aren't going off like crazy, your phone's not ringing, the kids are asleep. And so I could get so much done. And so what it eventually became is basically I had this, this idea that I could work four to five days working from about 8 PM till 5 AM. And I was still working all throughout the day too. Like, let's not act like I was being a great stay at home mom during the rest <laughs> of the time. I wasn't, I was sneaking away working basically 24 seven, almost right. It's Minus so about hard. two hours. So I would work till about 5 AM. I literally collapse into bed. The kids would wake me up at about seven. So two hours and I do it again. I could do that for about four days in a row. Then I had to have one night where I got five hours of sleep and then I would do it again. And so this, <laughs> this was my quote strategy, clearly idiotic, but you never is, crashed during any of this time. Like, um, yes, I crashed literally in, <laughs> in a zoo during, in front of the alligator oh, I mean, exhibit. But I mean, before all that though, how did you go for so long before you finally like literally crashed? You know, I feel like it was straight like grit 
and adrenaline. And like, you know how, when you look back from when you had a newborn and you're like, mm-hmm. how in the crud did I do that? Like <laughs> 40 not humanly something, possible. <laughs> yes. 40 something me is like, nope, there not is going there no again. way I could stay up through the night for <laughs> months and months and months. Right. Like, I think it was just, I, I just was like in that mode of like, you just do what you have to do. And so I did that for, I don't know how long months and months and months, maybe, maybe a little over a year. And, um, I would take the kids every week on Wednesday afternoons. I would take them to a different thing. I had, I had annual passes to literally everything. And so, so (laughs) so I would like trade them off. Right. So this particular Wednesday afternoon, we're at the zoo. Now there are 168 hours in a week. And I felt like a good mom for about four of them, four. And wow. it was the four that I was on Wednesday afternoons when I would take them somewhere and be like, I'm present. And I'm like, you know, decent mom. Well, we're at the zoo. We're in front of the alligator exhibit. And I start feeling everything closing in. Like my hearing's going out, my vision's like, everything's going black. And I'm like, oh crap. I'm trying to get us like this double stroller and my four-year-old and me over to a bench where, so that I, cause I'm like, I can feel I'm about to pass out and I'm trying to get over there. Um, I don't quite make it when I wake up random stranger to like, just hold you for a second. (laughs) Exactly. Seriously. And so I wake up and I'm, I'm on the stretcher and I'm being like placed into the ambulance and I locked eyes with my oldest who at the time isn't even in kindergarten yet. Like we're almost there. And her little eyes are just saucer. She is so terrified. And like, what is happening, mom? (laughs) Yes. And she's like clenching her little sister's hand. Her little brother is in the stroller. And I knew that I had done this, right? Like this was one of those things where it was like, okay, clearly the lifestyle that I was living was not serving us. And, And to have even those four hours where I had felt like a good mom get destroyed. It was like, everything has to change. Just devastating. Yes. Like I was, I was, I was devastated. I was so angry with myself, like that I had let it get so bad. And so far, and the problem is, is, and I think a lot of moms can relate to this. It was all good intentions, right? Yeah, like, it's not like you were trying, trying to do that. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be everything for everyone. I am trying to make sure that everything is taken care of, but obviously I completely gave up self-care in the form of like my health. Right. Yeah. So before I even got discharged from the hospital, I already, I'm, I'm a very all, all in person. I already (laughs) am like building a new plan. Right. And basically I came up with, okay, I will fix this. I will figure out how to cut my hours, how to do less, but better, or I will walk away. And I love my business. Like I love entrepreneurship. I, I, it is in my DNA. So the idea of walking away was heartbreaking, but like, this I, is not happening. I'm going to make it happen. I wanted to so bad, but I was willing to, to quit because nothing matters more than our families. Nothing. Yeah. There was no way I would ever be okay with looking back and saying, well, I sure made a lot of money, but <laughs> I have no relationship with my children. My marriage fell apart and I have no health left, right? Like no possible way any of us would would take that if if we were given the choice. And I basically saw this choice in front of me. Like you keep on this path and you're gonna lose everything or you fix it. And so I started studying time management, productivity, 
and systems. And funny enough, my obsession with systems came from McDonald's. <laughs> what? <laughs> it did. Okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> like, so I started thinking about how McDonald's can duplicate the same experience anywhere. Like it doesn't True. matter where you are. And I've, I've experienced this. I have, I, ha- I don't even like McDonald's, but just for the sake <laughs> of an experiment, I have tested McDonald's in Tokyo, in Sydney, in Seattle, like all over the world. And guess what? If you order a cheeseburger, it tastes the same wherever you are. Right? <laughs> Everywhere like, you that's, go. <laughs> that's so amazing. And so I started thinking about one of the things that was so frustrating to me was if I had a little more time, my client experience was incredible. If it was a bad week and I didn't, my client experience dropped through the cracks. How did I build a system to duplicate the very best version of an experience, but where it could be easily duplicated? And the thing about McDonald's is they're hiring minimum wage. Traditionally, we think high school students, like they don't have to have any experience and they can duplicate (laughs) and create the cheeseburger. So anyone can do this. (laughs) Right. Or whatever it is. you know, obviously with our businesses, that's modified, not necessarily maybe anyone can do these things, but I started looking to create systems. So now in every area of my business, there is a system. Um, I call them Bob's. Uh, one from the corporate world will recognize SOPs, which is like standard operating procedure. Uh-huh. But I mean, we're women. We don't do anything standard. Kate, right? that's just not how we work. We're <laughs> amazing. And so I was like, mine is not uh, SOP. Mine is Bob. And I love saying that word. It's just a whole thing. Anyways, Bob stands for best operation breakdown. So they're Google docs. And for every area of my business, we have a Bob. And so it'll be like Bob for the podcast, Bob for the blog, Bob for marketing, Bob for the sales, whatever, Bob for the funnel, Bob for uh, the newsletter. And so anyone on the team can go see the Bob and it is step by step every single thing that we do to create that best experience every single time. It's just this breakdown that's like, okay, here's what we do. And I add in videos. Um, if anyone's familiar with Loom, you can screen record, which actually now Zoom does that too, which is really cool. They have a new feature called Clips. And oh, so awesome. you can just like, instead of me trying to carve out time to train someone while I'm in the act of doing something, I turn on my screen recording and I just talk. I'm like, okay, here's (laughs) what I'm doing and here's why I'm doing it. And then I end that and I put it in the Bob. So there's a link for them to be able to watch exactly how I do it. So they know how. And so it literally just has everything. You know, if it's, let's say it's Pinterest marketing for Pinterest marketing, it's going to have the links to Canva with our pins, right? Like all the templates so that don't, please don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just use what we have, right? (laughs) Like, so it's just all these different systems all throughout my business. And it's not even just my business. Like I literally have a system for dinner. I mean, like our family dinners, there is a system around that, right? So it's just all these systems. So it's a combination of automations, right? So within the systems, there's probably automations, things that can just do the work for me in the background, um, workflows, um, outsourcing, and then these, these just different, you put that all together and these are the systems. So it's that plus a lot of productivity hacks. And when I was first trying to figure these all out, I mean, it was 15 years ago. And so it was still very much all out there for more of like a corporate male dominant. It wasn't for the work from home. Yes. So, (laughs) so much of what I was studying and finding 
it did not work for us. Like it was like, oh yeah, okay, that totally works. If you have an office door, you get to close, you know, right? that nobody <laughs> bothers. That does not doesn't work, work there. Yeah, it moms. does not work here. <laughs> and so I started just testing all these different things. The ones that were like garbage, they don't work for us. I'm like, nope, not gonna use it. The ones that did, I'd refine them. And then as I kept finding all these different things, my hours keep going down, 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 down. I was like, okay, I've got to show this to other women. Like I have to help them so that we can do less, but better so that we can feel like just feel good in all the areas of our life. Yeah. Like I, I want to feel like I'm thriving. And to me, thriving means every area feels good, maybe perfect, but good. Well, balanced, right? You're all about balancing busy. It's not about it being Um, I feel like a lot of people say that you have to have it, you know, equally balanced and there's not really an equal. I feel, I feel like not even remotely, there's some areas you spend more time in during different times of the year. And and it it just kind of ebbs and flows, right? Going along with that. If you were to create systems in place to help you achieve your goals, like to start off the new year on a right foot, what would that look like? Do you have any systems in place that you kind of give us some tips on how to make goals happen as being a mom? Yes. Okay. So first of all, if anybody wants to actually see these systems, like you're like, I am a visual person, just show me what you're talking about. (laughs) They can go to gift.balancingbusy.com and they can literally like get a behind, behind the 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 curtain, whatever. Yeah. Behind the scenes version (laughs) of like, here are some of my systems. Um, as far as when we're talking about goals and new years, I think it's really important for each of us to have a real conversation with ourselves about like what works for me and what doesn't. Here's what I found. I have a tendency to want to go all in. I think we have already clearly- <laughs> I think a lot of us do that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I've made that pretty clear. And you know what happens is we set these very big, ostentatious goals, which I mean, I like those. I think they're fine. Right? But then we try to go all in all at once and it's not sustainable. And because it's not sustainable, we make a little bit of progress and then we end up reverting back to where we were because it's, it's just- yeah, it's just too hard. One of my strategies is really simplifying, really asking ourselves, first of all, as we're setting our goals, why do I actually want this? What is the feeling that I'm trying to create? I think often we set goals and we're thinking about a accolade or we're thinking about a monetary thing, or we're thinking about uh, the way people will see us instead of how we actually want to feel. And this can be as simple as asking yourself some questions like, how do I want to feel this month? Go through every month of the year, right? Because the way I want to feel in December is actually really different than the way I want to feel in January. Yes. (laughs) In January, I am like, I want to feel like I am making progress. Like I am charging forward in December. I want rest. I want to be family <laughs> time. I want to be done. Totally. Right. So asking, how do I want to feel in each of these months? Then shifting to maybe each of the areas in your life that you really, really want to improve. How do I want to feel in my health? Right. Like think about how, what, what words and what thoughts are coming to your mind. How do I want to feel in my work? How do I want to feel in my marriage? How do I want to feel in my relationship with my kids? So I look for how I want to feel more than what I want to do, which is much more of me like muscling through. Once I get to how I want to feel, then I start asking myself, what is one single thing that I could do to get a little bit closer? And by me making incremental progress that I stack on, I have been able to make 
so much more headway and actually get to where I want to go versus all of the times before that, when I would say all in, I want to, we're going to use weight because that's the number one thing, you know, in, in yes. the new year. Right. So, you know, someone's like all in, okay. I eat a hundred percent clean, no sugar, no, you know, I work out an hour a day. I don't do this, this, this is, and then they're just like feeling so deprived, so frustrated. Their body is like, what have you done to me? I need chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they revert where I know it feels counterintuitive. I get that everything in us feels like, no, I, I should do all the things. But what if you said, okay, I'm going to start with this one thing. I'm going to remove all caffeine. And, and maybe you feel like you could actually do all caffeine and go for a walk. And you do that and you get to set the, the time. So you say, I'm going to do that for two weeks. And then after two weeks, once I feel that I've adapted to that, I'm going to add the next thing and the next thing, or maybe I'm going to, you know, increase my intensity of, of my workouts or my eating plan. And so, yeah, so it's just this incremental progress that when all of a sudden, six months later, you look back, you're not the person who got the gym membership and right? only made it to February, whatever that day is. I can't remember what it is. It's like 12th or something, right? February or something. Yeah. It's like mid February and the gym is back to being empty for all the, the regular gym goers. Like my, my husband and my daughter, they're so cute. They love the gym. I do not. That is not my form of working. It's not out. my thing either. I'm, no, I'm not a I... person. <laughs> They're always like, do you want to come with us? I'm like, absolutely not. No, I will do my workout, <laughs> but that's my way. So it's so cute. They are little, they're little gym rats. They love it. And they were so funny last year because they both would come home. They love working out together. It's so cute. And she's a senior in high school. And and anyways, it's just their little time together. And they come ha- home in January last year and they're like, oh, the gym is so busy. And then by like, you know, end of You're February. You're like, just give it a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, it was back to where they wanted it. So if we want to become that person who six months from now, a year from now is still making progress, then back it up, sister, like make it simpler, (laughs) bring it to incremental steps that we can just keep adding on to and then see that real progress over time. That's huge. And I think that's one of the biggest ways that we're able to, you know, do it all as moms is just that incremental progress. If you're trying to do like, you know, we're going to deep clean the entire house in one hour. It's not going to happen, right? Like little baby steps. And so if you were to kind of bite size preparing for the new year, what, what would be those incremental steps that would get moms to be able to achieve these goals or to set goals or to do vision boards, or what is it that, you know, helps you to kind of end December and then wrap it up and then get ready for the new year? I think, okay. Number one, make some space to get to actually think about what you want. A lot of times we're so busy and everything. (laughs) We need clarity. (laughs) Yeah, we don't ever give ourselves even time to get the clarity. And then you step into January and you're like, I'm already behind. I don't have a word. (laughs) I don't have my vision board. I don't know. That's it. Start over this year. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so step one is going to be create some space to actually do some dreaming and, you know, get that clarity. Step two is going to be to try to slow down during this time, you know, think about when you go on vacation, whenever we go on vacation, we get re-inspired. We start getting excited to get back, to get to work, to like work on new things because we stepped away. Yeah. One of the things, yes. One of the things that is going to make January better is if you can take a little time in December to miss it, right? Right? If we (laughs) never get to even miss the work and we're just like trying to 
trudge through. And I know, I know that that might not be possible for every business owner. For many business owners, December is the busiest time. Okay, well then maybe for you, you give yourself permission that your goals don't have to start January 1st because that's arbitrary, right? Like it doesn't have to be. Yours can start February 1st if that's yes. <laughs> the time that you need to give the rest and the re, you know that space and to recuperate so that you can get inspired and excited again. And then decide what are my primary focus is going to be? What are the big areas that I really, really want to see progress in, right? Because productivity is producing results. It's progress. That's what productivity is. So if we can ask ourselves and think about, okay, what are, what are the main areas and don't go over the top. Don't be like, well, it's these 25. Okay. Like (laughs) let's, let's keep it under five. Yes. And so that's, that means four or less ladies. I didn't say five. I said under five. Yes. Okay. So, you know, we pick Keep those small. areas and then we say, what's that one thing. Now, once you've decided what your one thing is now figure out how you're going to make sure that you can stay consistent doing it. What I find for myself is that I set a goal and then I'm going to figure out once I start trying to do it, what the roadblocks are. What I mean by that is there's just these bumps that get in my way that like, stop me. I'll, I'll use exercise again. Okay. Exercise is not my favorite thing. Okay. I am never going to be one of those people <laughs> who thinks it's super fun. I do it. And that's okay. <laughs> right. Like I get that it's important. I know what my, what my why is, which is that like, I have this vision of me being able to not just keep up with my grandkids, but for them to try to keep up with me specifically at Disneyland. I have this whole vision. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. I have to stay. I love it. So that they are trying to keep up with me. Okay. So I know what my energy bunny this time. (laughs) Yes. I know what my why is. I know what I want. I know why I show up. Now I start trying to make my progress, right? I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start running. And so I wake up and you know everything in me is like no it's cold and it is warm in here and don't leave don't leave the bed Not right and so i'm like oh that got me i was convinced to stay in bed i didn't work so then the next day i'm like how do i how do i solve for this okay i'm putting my alarm so far away and making it so annoying that i have to get up to turn it off and maybe that will help me <laughs> then i get into the bathroom i'm trying to get ready but i can't find like one of my you know something that i need maybe my sports bra my running shoes and i'm like forget it never mind can't do it i go back to bed <laughs> okay so the next day i figure out okay the alarm is over on the side plus all my workout clothes are like literally laid up and and ready i'm actually go. talking from like experience this really did happen okay <laughs> then i do running for a few days then I go, I'm trying to get ready. I cannot find a hair tie. I just get ticked. And I'm like, never mind, can't go. Go back to bed. Throw the tail, done. Yes. So the next day, I don't beat myself up. Like I don't go like, oh my gosh, you're the worst. I just the next day I'm like, hair tie on top of all the workout clothes. <laughs> what else do so, I need to make this happen? <laughs> yes. And a few weeks later, it was like my AirPods weren't charged. And I was like, oh, that can't run without my music. <laughs> right. And so it's like, I'm just literally, I mean, it's so silly and it sounds so ridiculous, but that's really me. Like those have really <laughs> stopped me from getting outside and running because I could not find a hair tie guys. Like I was right? like, nope, can't, can't do it. And so, <laughs> and I don't even have long hair. Like I would have been fine. Um, and so it's just, it's got to be attractive. It's got to be easy. Like, you know, in Atomic yes. Habits of James Clear, it's so important. Yes. Yes. And so it really is about not beating yourself up when you get stuck, but instead just being like, oh, I like to think of it like visually as a fence just popped up. Like, I'm like, oh, there's a fence in my way. And so I just, am like, okay, 
what do I need to do to build the gate? And so it's like hair tie, hair tie is my gate right now. (laughs) Okay, hair tie is now there. Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there'll be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to high five motherhood. 